Modern Babylon Cultural Contrarium. Ryan Miller returning, continuing on this um, this this reading at the moment. Um, going to power through it. We got a couple more pages left to go, and this one's called "The Mandate Remains." So far as I know, the last president to refer to this nation as a republic was John F. Kennedy. And if you can think back recently, the word democracy is being bantered about all over the place. The, the Constitutional Republic is not being referred by any elect, elected officials. It's been replaced. Since then, all presidents have referred to the United States only as a democracy, a political system which, by definition, cannot recognize the unalienable rights and sovereign powers of the individuals. Folks, you've been propagandized. You've been indoctrinated. You've been conditioned to accept and submit and voluntarily comply. Does our, government, does our current government secure our God-given unalienable rights? Obviously not. Obvious conclusion, we no longer live in a republic. Instead, we're entrapped in a democracy where unalienable rights are not recognized or secured and no individual or minority is safe from the majority's government's arbitrary exercise of power or oppression. Let me read that again. We no longer live in a republic. Instead, we are entrapped in a democracy where unalienable rights are not recognized or, quote, secured, close quote, and no individual or minority is safe from the majority's government's arbitrary exercise of power or oppression. This is the reason I say Article 3 court. That's my insert there. Nevertheless, Article 4, Section 4 of the Federal Constitution is still there and unamended and mandating that the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government. So we seem to have unconstitutional conflict. Our federal and some state constitutions mandate a republic, but our government only provides a democracy. I suspect that this conflict between Article 4, Section 4 mandate for a Republican form of government and our modern democracy can be exploited as a defense against government oppression. I suspect that a defendant who, one, understands the full meaning of a Republican form of government and, two, demands that Article 4, Section 4 guarantee of such government be enforced may rise a constitutional conflict or, quote, a political question, close quote, too embarrassing for most prosecutors to face. Hence, Article 3. If so, cases against defendants might, quote, disappear, quote, if those defendants essentially argued that, as individuals endowed with certain unalienable rights, they could not be subject to the statutes, regulations, and enforcement activities of a democracy, which, by definition, denies unalienable rights. More importantly, any government official who's taken an oath of office to support and defend the Constitution is duty-bound to guarantee a Republican form of government and the attendant unalienable rights. Therefore, if an official sought to impose rules or regulations upon you that were based upon democratic principles, i.e. policies, rather than unalienable rights, that official might violate his oath of office and incur, hear it, hear it, hang for it, personal liability. Powerful. 
So if you claim you still have the unalienable rights referenced in the Declaration of Independence and seemingly guaranteed by the Article 4, Section 4 of the Federal Constitution, will government publicly admit that it's not so? Even if government can prove that you don't have unalienable rights, you're not in a state of this union. Let me quote that. Quote, state of this union, close quote. Or the republic is long dead. They'd be unlikely to make those admissions publicly since doing so could alert the Democratic majority that they've been betrayed. Really? See, my education is a betrayal to the indoctrination of the masses. Horrifying. Once, quote, officially, close quote, alerted to their loss of individual rights, the public might rise up and vote the democracy's one remaining right to restore the Republican form of government. No, I don't think of anyone rising up because they are afraid. The fear is real. Sorry, I'm adding this in. Ironically, democracy only works in the public, has no idea of what kind of mess they're really in. If your courtroom defense threatens to sound the alarm, GovCo may decline to prosecute. Further, I expect that most government prosecutions for minor offenses such as traffic, family law, etc. take place in courts of equity, that's the Article 1 court, it's a court of equity, rather than the court of law, which is the Article 3 court. Magistrate courts are courts of equity. Contract negotiations, not law. One axiom of equity jurisdiction is that the plaintiff must have clean hands to initiate a case in equity. So, what would happen if the government tried to sue or indict you in a court of equity and you advised the court that the government's hands were unclean? Since it was operating as a democracy, then the Republican form of government mandated by the federal, possibly state constitutions. Could failure to provide a Republican form of government cause government standing in, in a suit of equity? Similarly, Article 4, Section 4 might not only offer an intriguing defense against government prosecution, it might even provide a basis for aggressively suing a government and governmental entity or official that violated or refused secure our unalienable rights. Until federal and state constitutions are amended to remove the Republican mandate, there appears to be no wiggle room, no excuse for not providing the people with the Republican form of government. Insert my commentary here. Those of you that have listened to me and me take a, a lawful stand in attempting to exercise my Fourth Amendment to survive, my have my First Amendment survive, those that I was confronting those elected individuals that are agents of the citizen that have sworn an oath were not securing my rights. And as I read a couple paragraphs ago, they were acting in their personal capacity because they were violating their oath to secure my rights in the constitution of the Commonwealth of the state I reside and the constitution of the United States. Ponder that. Am I going to a court of equity? No, I tried to have an equitable, equitable resolution with them I followed the Supreme Court this direction on giving them the ability to have an equitable resolution to stay in their lane and secure my rights and to de deconstruct the enforcement of unlawful policies which violate and deprive me of my un unalienable rights. So I attempted to reason with them and say, you're violating your oath. 
to the Constitution, and I'm giving you an equitable resolution. Equitable is correct your errors in your enforcement that deprive me of my rights. If not, I'm not going into the court of equity. I'm taking you into the court of law because you violated my rights. Your choice, folks. I can't make you make the right choice, but I'm going to take you where the right choice will be decided. Not in equity, but in law. Sorry, Mr. Solicitor, you stepped in it. If so, any governmental agent or agency that's put on proper notice of their constitutionally mandated to provide us with the Republican form of government, i.e., as I did in saying you're outside your lane with a color of law violation, and nevertheless continues to prosecute us as a subject of an unauthorized democracy, might be personally exposed to financial and even criminal liability. Insert 18 U.S.C. 241, 18 U.S.C. 242, 42 U.S.C. 1983, 42 U.S.C. 3503, and more, and more. More, intellectual failure to provide a Republican form of government is arguably treason. You know what treason is? That's a hanging offense. And in fact, it's arguable that like all collective political systems, democracy itself is an anathema to the Declaration of Independence, treason to the Constitution, and here's the real kicker. It's blasphemous to God. Faced with charges that they've knowingly refused to provide a Republican form of government and secure our unalienable rights, what could government agents do? Admit to the jury that the American people haven't had any unalienable rights since the 1930s? I don't think so. But even if they made that admission, would the jury believe them? Probably not. And therein lies the great vulnerability of a democracy imposed through deceit and enforced public ignorance. Governments secretly imposed the democracy because they knew the American people would never accept it. If they understood that abandoning the republic meant abandoning their own unalienable rights. As a result, government is in the awkward position of a teenage boy who brings a hooker home while his folks are on vacation. If his parents come home early, the kid must either hide the whore or pass her off as his, as his history teacher, but he can't possibly admit that he's got a whore in the home. Um, these are his words. Likewise, our government can't openly admit it's brought the disease-bearing whore of democracy into our republic. I see the metaphor now. Oh, she's here all right, but all GovCo can do is to act innocent, keep a big supply of condoms handy, and hope we don't find out she's not our long-lost aunt. What shall we do? How can we eject the Democratic female dog? The Declaration of Independence offers guidance. Quote, <laughs> We forget this. It's the power that the fourth branch of government has. You ready? Quote, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, securing our unalienable rights, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety 
and happiness. In short, we have an unalienable right, some say duty, to abolish the democracy, which denies our individually held God-given rights. Based upon Article 4, Section 4, guarantee we can demand restoration of the republic form of government that secures our unalienable rights. Such overthrow won't happen soon since a successful referendum against democracy is a political question that will require a massive effort to educate the public to the blessings of a republic and the disabilities of a democracy. However, for now, we can begin that educational process by simply challenging the government to provide the Republican form of government that's guaranteed by our federal and some state constitutions. As our understanding grows and more people begin to defend themselves based upon the constitutional guarantee of a Republican form of government, we might see atheist democracy begin to crack and then crumble. He has a summary here, which I think is important to go through, and they're enumerated. One, unlike monarchies and democracies, only a true Republican republic can secure God-given unalienable rights to all individuals. Two, a Republican form of government is guaranteed to every state of the union by Article 4, Section 4 of the federal constitution. And it's also in, embodied in some state constitutions. Number three, Contrary to those constitutional guarantees, our current government operates as a democracy, which, by definition, recognizes the people's rights as a single collective, but denies their God-given unalienable rights as individuals. Four, the conflict between the constitutionally mandated Republican form of government and our de facto democracy may provide a powerful strategy for challenging government enforcement programs, which implemented under the guise of democracy, ignore any individual's claim of God-given unalienable rights under the mandatory republic. In essence, the logic of this strategy might run something like this. Quote, one, sorry. The unalienable rights guaranteed by God and declared in the Declaration of Independence are the constitutionalist's holy grail. These are the rights to travel, to own firearms, to raise your children without government interference, to engage in any occupation that you desire, to worship God without restriction, and enjoy the freedom that every patriot seeks but hasn't found since the 30s. To a Republican form of government is one that secures our God-given, individually held, unalienable rights. Three, Article 4, Section 4 of the Federal Constitution mandates that the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government. Four, virtually every government official has taken an oath to support and defend the Federal Constitution. The oath of office should, five, the oath of office should obligate all government officials to support and defend a Republican form of government that secures our unalienable rights. Six, any officially official who knowingly supports and defends a democracy that denies your unalienable rights may be personally liable for violating his oath of office, violating the Constitution, and committing criminal acts, including treason. If two or more officials knowingly work together to deny or deprive you of your unalienable rights in a Republican-forming government, they may be guilty of conspiracy. 18 U.S.C. 241, my insert. Of course, my analysis could be wrong. Maybe a Republican form of government does not necessarily secure unalienable rights. If so, you've listened to this long-winded article for nothing. But if my analysis is generally correct, legal arguments based upon a thoroughly researched and properly presented for a demand for a public form of government may be powerful. 
more research must be done. But for now, I believe this argument might make them blink. There's some footnotes, and I'm not going to read through those. It does make them blink. We, the citizens, have power. And that constitution is where it is derived from in, in the government. It comes from God. It is divine. That divine spark is how we are all equal as our sentient human beings. I just choose to stand in and on it. And it requires a tremendous amount of knowledge. And I'm thankful for this gentleman that put this together because it is a very nice framing to help bring understanding and clarity to the power that we have. And I brought emphasis where I thought it was necessary because the argument for the democracy is one of equity in the Article I court where you're just trapped and having to get standing by hiring a bar member which is responsible for this legislature that is not your agent. He's got many, many people in line way before you, the person. And you're going to be trapped in spending tons of money in funding a procedural argument as opposed to going into the court of law, which is the Article Three court. When your rights have been trampled by this democratic, tyrannical machine, reclaim your liberty. It's hard. It's scary. It's not as costly as the other route. So, the choice is ours. We can voluntarily surrender to the conspiracy, the violence that's perpetrated against seizing our freedom and our liberty when we've done nothing wrong. No victim, no crime. Be free. And when they trample you, be silent. Understand that they can kill you. I'm not saying that they will, but if they perceive you to be doing something that jeopardizes their safety, they can tase you, they can beat you, they can handcuff you. In that moment, they can be afraid and oppress you and allow it to take place in the court. They're going to drag you into the Article I court because that qualified immunity, which I often talk about, is their blanketed protection for their overuse and misapplication of Supreme Court precedent. But we can help tip the balance of the justice scales and take the weighted hand of the state off and be silent, be law-abiding, live in accordance with the moral principles that are divine in nature, abide by the non-aggression principle and do no harm. And when the harm comes to you, be silent, bend your neck, turn your cheek, and take them into Article 3. Watch, and we'll see how it plays out. If it doesn't play out in Article 3, with what I have proposed, and the evidence and the receipts that I have, in every attempt the way to be loving, reasonable, truthful, and claiming the power of that constitutional document with those unalienable rights, secured by a Republican form of government. I reject the democracy. 
whenever I hear it in the news, I, it, we're not a democracy. We're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. Yes, Rome was a republic too, but it wasn't a constitutional republic. The republic is codified for us in that constitutional document. Our founding fathers were brilliant. Yes, they were broken, sinful men, but they were breaking free from tyranny and they did a darn good job. And our apathy has allowed it to be the boiling frog in the pot of hot water. We've allowed them to get whittled, 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 whittled away. And the interesting thing of this guy's commentary in the 30s, because there was something pretty powerful that happened in the 30s at Jekyll Island that had a massive impact to us people, which propelled this democracy, progressivism, wokeism, to be a seed that those that we put into service where it used to be a part-time job that they would return during the summers to attend to their fields became a career and became career politicians and separated us from them. That they have protections, that they can do trades on the stock market based upon information that they hear based upon legislation that's coming forward. But that's insider information to you and I and it's a crime according to the SEC, but they get a free pass because they protected themselves. They get Cadillac health insurance on our dime where we're left to fend with Obamacare and the death panels. We've allowed this folks. Our apathy and complacency has allowed it. So we can only look to ourselves in the mirror and say, when am I gonna stop? Don't blame them. Because freedom is something only we can enjoy for the individual. I can't claim freedom for anyone else, just me. I can, t I can teach it for my wife, for her to, to make her own decisions about freedom. And the same thing for my daughter. So I'm going to wrap it up. Put that in your intellectual pipe and smoke it. I hear my dog barking in the background. Take care. <laughs>